think, hello, <laughs> it me. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy, like, when Dave sent that message, because if anyone has seen my Instagram or talked to me, like, for five seconds in January, I um, <clears throat> just yesterday finished reading the whole Bible in 30 days. Um, and it was really funny because I was reading through Hebrews on Friday and then Dave sent that message through, but while I'd been reading it, like in my brain all of a sudden these like little thoughts about like oh that could be a message oh wow like and thinking of like ways that it could actually be a message and then Dave was like we need someone to speak on Sunday and I was like oh okay maybe like that wasn't an accident (laughs) so here you go um cool so like it's me I'm up there usually who knew um that I could also do this but also I've done cafe I've done social media I told you I'm a very self-sufficient woman (laughs) Um, but if you haven't met me before, which I think most people have, um, look, my Instagram bio says that I'm a lemon enthusiast. It's kind of my brand. Um, I'm embarrassingly involved in the internet, TikTok, Vine, everything. Um, but there you go. <laughs> it will make sense in a minute because it kind of will get referenced. So, like, you just need to know that about me. Um, <laughs> and I was thinking about, like, how long we've been at Freedom. It's been five years that... Sam and I have been coming to Freedom, which is kind of unreal to think about, um, but also very exciting. So, yes, I am very excited to be able to share. Um, I didn't know that preaching would ever be anything that I would do, but, you know, the Lord will do what he's going to do, and I'm very humbled. So, that being said, let's pray um, so that we can get through it together. <laughs> Father God, we thank you that we can come and meet here together this morning. I pray that as we um, fellowship together, as we worship together, and as um, as I speak this morning, that it would be your words that would come, God. It would be a message that you find pertinent for this time at the, in this season, Father, that, um, that anything that is not from you would fall to the wayside, Father God. So we love your name, we glorify you, God, and we declare you sovereign in this place. Amen. Cool. So I'm sorry that I don't look like Ron Howard, i.e. Lee Hinkle. But basically, like for the rest of the message, I want you to maybe think of me like George Michael because I named my service. Um, But you got to have faith, faith, faith. (laughs) Love it. Um, So I was thinking about this idea of like faith and who's seen like those real good expectation versus reality memes on Facebook, like where women are ordering like clothes from Wish or maybe they're, um, yeah, clothes from Wish. You can chuck that one up. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> or maybe like accommodation where you like you book it and then you get there and it's maybe not quite what you were expecting. Um, like people do this and they go in and they're believing that like they're going to get what they pay for and then Nick Minutes like, not good. But then every now and again, you'll be like online ordering something. Um, You've done lots of research on this website and you're pretty sure it's not dodgy and you've read the reviews. But even then you're a bit like, oh, I don't know if what I'm going to get is actually like what I'm hoping for. And then it arrives and it is what you paid for. And you're like, so much relief. Hooray. It is like you you knew what you were hoping for um, and you haven't seen it yet until it ends up at your door and then it gets there and it is what it's meant to be. And then the trust that you have in that business goes through the roof, right? You're like, oh, cool. I know that I can order from them again. That's faith, right? You're going in and Hebrews 11.1. 1, so this is the verse that really sparked it all for me. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So for me, like this idea of having faith for intangible things that we hope for, um, it's a hard thing to do sometimes. Like, does anyone else like struggle with that sometimes? Um, I know that I have. I mean, 
I, um, I've been a Christian my whole life. I was born into a Christian house. Um, my godparents are the senior pastors of the church that I grew up in. I was baptised when I was 11. I started serving on worship team when I was 16. I was a youth leader. Like I had no reason to doubt God. Um, I loved church. I was really secure in who I was as a, a child of God. My identity was really deeply rooted in Him. But even still, like there are still incidences that have happened in my life that have shaken my faith. And I think that's something that we can all relate to. A really big one um, for me that like really might took my faith took a hit uh, was my auntie, probably close to geez, 10 years ago this year, um, miscarried her twins. And I was pretty mad about it, pretty confused about it because I had been praying really hard. Like we knew that pregnancy was not going to be easy for her. So I just thought, look, if we can get it to this point, they said that she'd carry and then she didn't. So that was really confusing for me. And it's not because I didn't have faith, but my faith probably just was not as strong as I needed to be to carry me through that circumstance. Um, it left me wavering. And I think with faith, it's one of those things where you can have a re- having a really strong faith is so important because when those things come and it takes a hit, it's like chipping off. The more faith you have, the more hits it can take. And that was a really big hit for me, which I didn't like showed me that that's the area of my life that I needed to work on. But I didn't for a long time. Um, it was pro- that was probably about 2011. So I, I think probably around the end of 2016, start of 2017, that's when I really made a decision. Like I'm going to start this journey of wanting to increase my faith. I want to press into God in a real way. I want to read my Bible more consistently. I want to seek to understand God more. I want to know what His will is for my life. I want to spend more time in His presence. And this idea of really setting aside intentional time to grow in faith. Um, so then we end up here at, at Hebrews 11. So we know what faith is. It's that confidence in, in what we hope for. It's assurance about what we haven't seen. And then as we sort of get a bit further into Hebrews 11, we get lots of examples, like the writer um, gives us lots of example of what great faith looks like and what great faith can do. So we're not just going to like speed through them. We're not going to spend a lot of time, but we want to keep in mind that God commended these people for their faith. So we've got Abel in verse 4. His faith meant that he was able to present a better offering than Cain. Um, Verse 5, Enoch, his faith saw him taken directly to heaven. Like he didn't have to experience death because his faith in God was so great. Noah, his faith saw him build an ark to save his family, even though it didn't look like it was going to rain. Um, Abraham, you know, father of the faith, verses 8 through 12. His faith made him confident to leave his land and go where God told him, even though he didn't know where that was. Um, He and Sarah, they conceived in their old age, which funnily enough in Connect Group, like just four weeks ago, we were reading Luke 1 and you've got Zechariah who didn't have faith for his wife who was in old age. Like how funny is that? I think there's a really funny little link there. And then verse 17, Abraham has faith even when God asked him to sacrifice his son. Like that's a pretty big deal. Um, Verse 22, you've got Joseph who by faith is like speaking about the Israelites and their exit from um, Egypt. You get to Moses, verse 24, by faith um, he chose to live mistreated among the Israelites instead of as 
the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Like that's a like high place and he chose by faith to live a different life. And by faith, he left Egypt in verse 27. Verse 29, by faith, he took the Israelites through the Red Sea. You get to verse 30 and you've got Joshua who by faith saw the walls of Jericho fall down and it goes on and it lists a few more. He says, I can't even begin to list all of the different people and how great their faith was. And so I look at that and I look at my my desire to grow my faith and I say, how do I have faith like these people of God? How do I grow my faith? So that's sort of what I wanted to to look at today. How do we... um, yeah, really grow our faith. And these are all things that I have learned in the last five years. Um, so I'm not telling you to do it without having done them myself. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. I've got three things that you can do to help grow your faith. So the first one is to earnestly seek God. Seems pretty simple, pretty like obvious. But in Hebrews eleven six, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe or have faith that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we've just learned what faith is. We've had a couple of examples. And then the writer says, you need to earnestly seek God if you're going to have faith. And earnestly seeking God can look like a whole lot of different things. For me, a really uh, obvious and, and tactile way to do that is to be in the Word. In Romans 10, um, 17, it says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So I want to get into the word of Christ. I want to know what he has to say. I want to know um, how he lived his life. Like that's, it's a really tangible way to look and say, okay, how is, how's Jesus doing this? So like I said, I just finished my 30 day whole Bible read and like, I'm like so stirred up. And I think that's part of why I was like, okay, I can preach on Sunday. Cause like I'm stirred up. I've got, I'm in awe of how good God is and how faithful God is. Uh, and I want to take that momentum and I want to keep building on it. And that comes from being in the word daily, frequently meditating on what he has to say. And I think sometimes we look at the Bible and we feel like maybe we've read it all or, um, you know, I don't know where to start because there's so much in there. Where should I start? But we can go back to Romans 10. It says, start with the word of Christ. If you don't know, get into a gospel. You know, we want to know exactly what Jesus had to say about it. We want to hide that in our heart. We want um, to to find a way to, to live that. And by doing that, like our faith, it grows when we spend time in God's word, seeking him. It could also look like um, choosing to listen to worship music in the car instead of the radio. That's something that I started doing a long time ago is just like I've got 40 minutes till I get to work. I'm going to spend time in the presence of God. Um, It might be catching up for coffee with someone who has a greater faith than you, being able to sit down with someone and being like, wow, you are a hero of the faith. Tell me about what you've got, what you've learned about God. I want to glean from you and 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 learn from you. It could be um, setting aside time each morning or each evening or, um, you know, each week specifically to sit and be still in the presence of God. Um, it's, a, it's that really like conscious decision that I'm going to stop and I'm going to 
find God. It could be joining a connect group, plug, 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 um, and gathering with another group of believers to discuss the Word of God. Like I've been getting so much out of connect group this year, like coming together, people really active and engaged in discussion about God and what they know about God and what they know about the Bible and, and offering that to each other. It's really powerful in all of those instances, like your faith grows. So that's, that was like my, that's my first sort of little thing, earnestly seeking God, finding ways that you can really intentionally look for God. And that sort of leads on to our, my next point. Number two says, pray with faith, or as I like to say, faith it till you make it. <laughs> Be whoop. Um, as we like seek God earnestly and we are learning and understanding what His will is for us, um, we're starting to align our will with His will. Like that's a really classic Lord's Prayer, like your kingdom come, your will be done. Um, as we start to do that, so then I'm point one leading on to point two, we're getting into it. The prayers then that we start to pray become really faith-filled prayers because the more God is in your heart, the more His Word is in your spirit, the more you're able to, to pray prayers full of faith. Mark eleven twenty-two to 24 says, And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That's awesome. Does that mean God's a wish-granting genie? I mean, no, but also literally just before out the front, I really needed a nail file. And Lucette said, I sometimes have one in my bag. And I said, in Jesus' name, amen. And then she did. God is faithful, right? So no, it doesn't mean that he's just like every whim that we pray, he's, he's granting to us. But it's when we're aligning our prayers with His will. So when we get further along into Scripture, First John 5 verses 14 to 15 says, This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of Him. So it's those prayers that are aligned with the will of God that He's really faithful to answer. And when we pray in faith, believing that it's already come to pass and then we see it happen, our faith grows. It's like a cycle. There's so many times when I've prayed and I've seen it happen and straight away I'm like, holy wow, like God actually did it. And then that just gives me more faith to pray more faith-filled prayers. You know, earlier on I was talking about one of the things that really um, caused my faith to take a hit was that circumstance with my auntie and her pregnancy. And sort of around this time where I'm learning about what it is to, to grow my faith and build my faith, my sister is going through troubles trying to get pregnant. And in that circumstance, it could have been really easy for me to be like, well, why do I need to pray for it? It hasn't happened before. But having read the scripture, read Mark, whatever I ask for in faith, if it is the will of God, believe that we received it and it will come to pass. And I remember um, I'd been, I'd prophesied for my, for my sister. I said to her, I had a, a, a vision that you, by Christmas next year, you'll have a baby. 
And then I went home and I went for Red Frogs in November of 2016 and she announced at that time that she was pregnant. And again, that confirmation from God only increased my faith. It was so um, edifying to, God is really good like that. He, he, he grant, he, you know, answers prayers when we need them, how we need them. And I think like Freedom City even has seen the power of faith-filled prayers. Like we are a church that understands the power of prayer. We've been gathering together in one faith. We've been earnestly seeking God and believing that He's already given it to us. You can talk to Andy and Megs for five seconds and you'll know that. You can talk to Tim and Cherie and you'll know that. You can talk to Erica and Reese, and you will know that when you pray with faith, and it is aligned with the will of God that it will come to pass. And as we hear those stories among us in the church, it encourages us and our own faith grows. You know, when we partake in it and we are, yeah, gleaning from other people and and actively seeking God, that's such a powerful way to grow our faith. And then we get to my last point. Fix your eyes, it's called. So in a second, we're going to read Hebrews 12, um, the first two verses, but we just have to pause first because that verse starts with therefore, and as Andy will have taught us many times, therefore, we need to read the context that this verse comes from. So we've read that what faith is, we've had example, example, example of what great faith looks like, and then we get to verse 39. And that says, these were all commended for their faith. So these being everyone that he listed. Yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. So from what I understand this verse to mean, it's that all of those who were under the Old Testament covenant They've been um, hanging out, waiting for what's been foretold because God's got a better thing coming to fulfil that covenant. Um, and what's that something better? It's Jesus, a perfect fulfilment of the law, a perfect sacrifice, and he's bringing in a new covenant. And in faith, that's what they were believing for. And by, by God giving them that, not fulfilling that promise, they're able to partake in that promise with us, which is so awesome. So then we get to into Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that is all of those heroes of the faith, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 2, it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Jesus is the one who grows our faith. In this day and age, it's really easy to get distracted, right? I really struggle with Instagram, TikTok. YouTube, watching people play Among Us. It's ridiculous. And so sometimes like we do, we need to stop and take stock and identify some of those things that are distracting us from fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because when we do, 
we actually give ourselves space to acknowledge that without Jesus, our faith has no foundation. He's the founder of our faith. And we take that space to acknowledge Jesus as the, as the foundation. It gives us space to worship and thank God for sending Jesus, that he would come to perfect our faith, that his perfection is so good that he's got dudes from ages ago waiting so that they can partake in this perfection, right? And how, how worthwhile that is for us to stop and identify and, and realign and refocus and fix our eyes on him. You know, in worshipping who he is and all that he's done, you know, that time spent in his presence, it grows our faith. So I find it's a bit of a, an interlocking like these three things. They sort of are all a bit intertwined. Um, but at the end of the day, it is that finding Jesus seeking him earnestly and then praying as if he has already given the things that we have faith for. These are all things that are really going to build up our faith. And that way when those things come along, those circumstances that come along that do try to take a hit to our faith, it's building, it's building. And then in rather than working out of a, a low stock of faith, we've got plenty to go around, plenty to go around. And I've, I've found that so helpful that rather than, you know, questioning or doubting, not that there's anything wrong with that, that happens every now and again, is that actually my response is one of faith when things happen and understanding that if I'm aligned with the will of God, anything that I've prayed for must be, and that comes to pass, must be the will of God, which is so, yes, so... um, just reassuring, that assurance, I guess, is what it is, isn't it? That's all I've got. Is that good? Amen. Should we pray? Father God, thank you that you would have sent your son to come and fulfil the law that we could have um, a foundation and perfect faith through him. God, I pray that as we go from this place, we would start to identify those things in our lives that um, cause us to be distracted from you and, and bring us back to you. God, I pray for an increase of faith in this community. God, I pray that there would be an overflow that is sufficient for those who come in and are yet to build their faith. God, you are so good all the time and we trust that you do good things for those who love you. And we we glorify your mighty and powerful name. God, you are so good all the time. And we love you, Father. Amen.